Welcome back to Aspire Pre-Med, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. V, and we're going to get started with an exciting episode inspired by your feedback. A little while ago, I put out an episode entitled Non-Medical Skills for Future Physicians. It's episode six of the Aspire Pre-Med podcast, if you're interested. I got a lot of good feedback about it. For those of you who haven't heard it yet, the show is basically about how there are these skill sets to master that no one necessarily tells you about. But when you look at really successful physicians, it seems like for many of them, these things are part of their repertoire. So we go over some of those important skills, but what's cool about the episode is that hopefully you'll realize that these are all things that you could begin developing now, even as early as a first-year pre-med. So then I started to think to myself, what if we take this same concept and apply it to life as a medical student? What are some of the non-medical skills that could be honed now that could empower us as future med students? How can we plan for that stage as aspiring physicians in training? That's what this episode is about. So without further ado, let's get started with our first skill for future med students. Skill number one is maintaining flexibility in your study approach, being adaptable in the way you study. You'll have to forgive me, but I couldn't really think of a more succinct way to phrase this, but hopefully I can explain what I mean. This is, of course, a matter of opinion. You may come across people who didn't feel this way, but for me, med school was nothing like pre-med for a lot of reasons. I remember studying a lot as a pre-med. Academics are, you know, such a huge part of your life, of course, but enter med school, and the sheer volume of what you have to consume, memorize, understand, internalize is astronomical. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but even I underestimated the absolute quantity. That said, and this is totally anecdotal, the stuff we learned in med school wasn't necessarily harder than pre-med. But for me, personally, there was a lot of that pre-med subject matter that I did not enjoy at all. But... There was something about learning medicine that I loved, and that's what made it doable. In med school, you learn this stuff because one day, that piece of information may help save someone's life, and that's pretty cool, and it's really true. So don't be intimidated by the volume, but I mention this because what I realized was that some of my approaches to studying pre-med topics really didn't work for med school. What I found so interesting was as a pre-med, and even before as a high school student, I always studied independently. But in med school, I found myself doing better when I studied part of the time independently and part of the time in a group of one or two of my friends. It was almost like teaching the material to one another helped us grasp the information ourselves. Studying suddenly became this collaborative experience that I never knew I would actually enjoy or benefit from. And this may have something to do with med school culture. As you move along professionally, things for the most part become more collaborative. Not always, but often. In terms of other studying skills, I really had to learn more techniques for memorization. You, of course, uh, memorize things in pre-med, you know, in bio and orgo. But again, the sheer volume of stuff you need to commit to memory in a short period of time as a med student is a whole other animal. Many med students, myself included at the time, depended on mnemonic devices, you know, silly little brain hacks and stories to help you retain esoteric but really important things. So to take a step back, what I'm really encouraging here is to consider building on your study approach repertoire. Obviously not at the expense of your progress as a pre-med, 
but hopefully these approaches should also help you at the college level or at the post-bac level. At least think about it and learn about it. It may make things easier in the long run. So let's move on to skill number two for future med students, and that is learning how to cook. This is a life skill, and I have to admit, I didn't learn how to cook until I finished training and became an attending. Don't do that. Learn this earlier. First of all, the advantages to cooking are many, right? It's uh, an investment in yourself, in healthy eating, you know what you're putting in your body. And in many cases, that allows us to practice what we're preaching as future physicians, right? So cooking is also helpful as a med student because you can meal prep in advance using different combinations of things so you don't get bored and you could save time by freezing stuff and having meals at the ready when life gets busy. There really are so many advantages. I didn't expect to fall in love with learning how to cook, but I really did. And it's for three reasons. One, if you have a creative side, cooking is an art form in and of itself. There's so much creativity involved from crafting a recipe to choosing ingredients to balancing flavor profiles to plating. It's so much fun, and especially as a med student, you're giving a lot of attention to that scientific, logical, cerebral part of your brain. And cooking allows that to rest and recharge while embracing this other creative side. The second reason learning how to cook is amazing is that there's something very meditative about the act of it. Not everyone agrees, but for me, I find that I get into this really cool flow state that, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of the state of mind I'm in when I'm playing music, like on the piano or guitar, or when I've hit a certain pace when I'm running in the park. It's this wonderfully peaceful meditative state for me. You know, you get some nice music going in the background, really set the scene. It's just such an enjoyable thing. I know this part's not for everyone, but I really think this might resonate with some of you. And then lastly, probably my favorite part about cooking is getting the chance to share it with people. It's really a way to connect with people. You're breaking bread and creating memories at the table. Food is a great unifier. And as I've said before, at every stage of our journey to becoming a physician and beyond, it's really important to nurture those relationships in our lives. And food is a great vehicle for that. There's a lot of love that goes into cooking. I could say a lot about this. So, uh... If you don't know where to start, there's so much great content out there on YouTube. You could search for 15-minute meals, meals on a budget, recipes for the college student. For me, I first learned how to cook through a YouTube channel called Pro Home Cooks. I've been watching it for years. It went by a different name back in the day, and it always left me with this feeling of, hey, I could do that. It was so approachable, and I found that a lot of the recipes I made from there were doable and were total home runs. Anyway, the point is, learning some basic skills and having a bunch of adaptable recipes will definitely serve you well in med school and beyond. And if you want to learn kind of up close and personally with an expert, taking a cooking class is an amazing idea. Finally, skill number three is to learn how to prioritize you. I'm planning on having an entire episode dedicated to wellness and preventing burnout. There's so much to say about that stuff. Um, but taking care of yourself is everything. One of the lessons I think most of us learn on this path at some point is that you cannot run on empty. I remember when I was a med student, and this was on my peds rotation, I was uh, at a case conference and one of the PICU docs, um, that's pediatric ICU docs, was presenting a case. And I don't remember the case, but I do remember the doctor saying that he was planning on taking a mental health day the next day. 
And that was the first time I heard the phrase mental health day. Now I feel we talk about it more and, and that's a wonderful culture shift. But I loved that idea of taking time to heal from the stressors of life and restoring wholeness to our world. But it's also important that on a daily basis, and not just in response to a stressor, we do things that prioritize us and our well-being. You know, sometimes on social media, I come upon these videos circulating that kind of play off of this one theme. There's uh, dramatic music in the background. There's some sports analogy, usually. And, and the messaging is something like, the only way to achieve your dreams is by sacrificing all of yourself and it'll be worth it in the end and so on. And I know that if I were a pre-med in the Instagram era and I saw one of those videos, I would be watching that on repeat and I would find it incredibly motivating. Right, because there's something romantic about that narrative of dedicating this superhuman energy to a dream. But, I will say, it's also a recipe for burnout. And if you're thinking big picture, that can actually hold you back in a huge way. So hear me out. Becoming a physician does demand a lot. A lot of effort, time, dedication, energy. It'll push you in ways that you can't even imagine now. That's part of the process, and to some extent we know that. But there's an important difference between dedicating yourself to 100% of what the task deserves versus dedicating 100% of yourself to a task. Do you see the distinction? In the latter, by definition, if you're giving 100% of yourself to something else, you have nothing left for yourself. You have nothing left for the things that bring you joy and for the people you love. There's always going to be work to do, you see. Working hard, dedicating yourself to the path to med school, and taking time for yourself and your well-being are not and should not be mutually exclusive things. You could still bring your A-game, but don't ever lose yourself in the process. You're only at the beginning of what is a really long road, so learn now how to make time to invest in the, in the things that bring you joy, that center you, that make you you. Prioritize your mental and physical well-being, and don't feel guilty about it. Eat well, get a good night's sleep, remember the importance of exercising, nurture your hobbies and interests, go for a walk, do your thing, as long as it's healthy and it doesn't hurt anyone. And I'm willing to bet that prioritizing our well-being will make us better and stronger physicians in the end. Keep this in your heart now, keep this in your heart in med school, and for the rest of your career. On that note, I hope some of these skills for future med students resonated with you. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend, and remember to check out episode six of the Aspire Pre-Med podcast, Non-Medical Skills for Future Physicians. I'll see you next time. Have a great day, everyone.